the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Harbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. It is the date day show because it's Thursday. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand Up for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about anything going on in your life. All you have to do is call us 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And if you are in your car, on this freezing cold, miserable day, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else will be hands free. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, Paula, it's date day. That means you're here on the program. Welcome to the show. It's me. I'm really here. <laughs> uh, you know what, Pastor Ron? The Lord's been telling me rejoice. And then he said this, hear me when I say, <laughs> rejoice. And so, you know, I'm trying. Last night when I came into church, well, let me finish that sentence. I'm trying to rejoice. Because last night when I came into church, I was dealing with, you know, I already told myself, when you go in here, you're not going to be whining and complaining about how cold it is. But the minute I walked in the door, somebody said, so you liking this cold, right? I'm, I was like, you know. You can't lie. You can't lie. We're Christians. So I had to tell him, no, I don't like the cold. And then uh, one of the guys, he, of course, they don't know what I've been dealing with at home, you know, when I come over here. And he said, that sounds like whining and complaining to me. And I was like, I'm very sensitive right now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess with me, man, because all day I've been dealing with, do do whatever you do, do it all, you know, to the Lord without grumbling and complaining. And so he said, oh, I was just teasing with you. I was like, but I'm just sensitive right now, so (laughs) move on. But, yeah, no, I don't like this cold, not even a little teasing. I'll I'll tell you, and and we talked about this this morning. I I thought we were done with that last cold front. I thought, okay, that's the last serious one Mm -hmm. because spring is coming. March Mm -hmm. is coming. Mm -hmm. Praise God, March is coming. (laughs) Yeah. But here it comes again. Yeah. And I just I found a way to be grateful. Tell I'm, me. I'm grateful that it's not next week when you ladies are going to your women's retreat. That's right. And see, for me, I had to rejoice because the Lord said to rejoice. He didn't say next week. <laughs> he said rejoice right now. So even when I was talking to the young lady who was doing my nails today, I said, well, because she said, are you staying warm? No, we're not staying warm. <laughs> but the cold, at least it kills the mosquitoes. See, there's something to rejoice about because I can't stand mosquitoes. And when it's 90... But now you're grumbling and complaining about mosquitoes. Hey, I'm just telling the people how it is. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so when summer comes, even though we like 90, I'm going to have something else to grumble about, right? Because that's when the mosquitoes are out. But I'm going to rejoice. 
I'm going to rejoice anyway. I rejoice because as long as I'm close to you, the mosquitoes always go to you, not You know, me. that's true. That is so true. That's just a low-down thing for you to do and say, Pastor Ron. But that's all right. I mean, that's just the way it is. I got one say? job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of tentacles. I forgot about that one. Hey, Paula, before we get into <laughs> to what we're going to talk about today, yeah. uh, I want to want to deal with something serious. Uh, we got an email from... Uh, Sharon in our church who has family in the Ukraine, in the Ukraine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she asked for prayer and yeah. uh, she's in touch with her brother there um, and, and we just we just want to let Sharon and all the people that have family or relatives or ties to the Ukraine know that we are all praying this is a, uh, a very difficult and dangerous situation uh, I told you today Paula that uh, you know the Bible says that Russia is going to reemerge and uh, Gog and Magog, and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, this is the, the 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 blind ambition of a ruler who is bound and determined to restore the former glory. And I, I say that with tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he said: the former glory of the the uh, Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. And um, and he'll stop at nothing. And I'm afraid that we won't do anything to stop him either. So I'm just asking the audience to pray for uh, the Ukraine. And I think as we see Russia reemerge uh, as a uh, worldwide power, um, I think we're closer and closer to Jesus's return. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 the final war is going to be right after the rapture of the church. And um, uh, we won't be here. Um, however, this is sort of setting the table for this. And I think we're going to see all kinds of naked aggression now. I think you're going to see China move against Hong Kong uh, and Taiwan. And, um, you know, there's just no power in the West that is is um, willing or has the resolve to to stop them. And I think, um, I think Jesus is even now getting ready to, to get up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, audience, Jesus is coming. We need to be about the Lord's business. Yep. We need to be sharing our, our glorious gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we can pray for people, but the reality is uh, we are headed exactly in the direction the Bible tells us that we are headed in. Yeah. As scary as some of this mm-hmm. is, there's another one of those things where the Lord says, I want you to rejoice because it's one day closer to his return. You know, as you're talking um, our Dawn was a missionary there in Ukraine, and her heart still, you know, she's got a missionary's heart, and she wants to go back, you know, and, and maybe revisit some of those places. And I'm sure she, she stayed with people who are still living there, and, and you know, that's, that's not an easy thing to think something might happen to them. You know, they're going to suffer. And so, yeah. But um, talking about occupying, that's the re- retreat thing that's coming up a week from today. We'll be gone a week from today. But to occupy. I checked the weather. It's going to be 73. Yes and amen, because Jesus loves all these ladies so much. Um, But to occupy, and as you were talking about Sharon, um, because God uses all things, her brother, who really wasn't too receptive to prayer, he's receiving prayer from her now. And so God uses all of these things Mm -hmm. and in in quite a few families, whether it's the pandemic, pandemic. or now this war, um, people are maybe kind of like 9-11, getting a little nervous. And so, you know, we better run to the Lord. And that's not a really bad thing. And Jesus doesn't really care why people come to him. He just cares that they do. And so in that I can rejoice. But, yeah, our retreat, Occupy, it's coming up, like I said, a week from today. And ladies, at depends on... If you're 17 and you're a senior in high school or 18 a senior in high school, from senior in high school up to senior, senior, y'all are free to come. So be be sure to, you could call the church and register at 210-658-8337, or you can go online at calvarysa.com and um, look for the women's retreat and sign up. Okay. Well, Paula, what do you want to talk about first? This is a, sort of a, a, a big Memorial Week for us. Yeah. Um, I was my birthday in the Lord was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was thirty one. I married a much older woman because tomorrow will be your birthday in the Lord, yeah. and you'll be forty four. Amazing! Yeah. Right? I've been saved forty four years. Yeah. And you think you'd know more now? Well, yeah, <laughs> I used to think that, but the, I'm just teasing. I know, but the more <laughs> I get to know Jesus, the less I really do know. 
um, which is really true. Uh, but yeah, I used to think, man, Paula, you've been around a long time. You should know more. You should be better by now. <laughs> and that's just not, that's not the case. I mean, um, you know, the Lord says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you could ask what you will and it will be given. That I have found to be so true because sometimes when, you know, I'm talking with people, or whether they're friends or strangers, because I have taken the time. You know, even when I'm, I, like today when I was talking to the Lord, I don't even understand what I'm listening to or reading or what. So, Lord, I'm going to depend on you to give me some wisdom. And so there are times when I'm talking that, you know, I'm like, wow, maybe I really do know this stuff. <laughs> maybe I really do believe this stuff, Lord, because... Your word have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against you. You've done that for sure. You know, in a whole lot of times that is true when I'm walking in the Spirit. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a really good God. He who well, began the work. Well, let me ask you a question. Other than the lightning speed at which these 31 years for me and 44 years for you have gone. Now, now the first... 13 years for you didn't go very fast at all. <laughs> but I contributed to that. But but other than how fast time is flying, mm-hmm. um, what what is notable in your mind and heart um, as we, we come to this week every year? When I think, because you said this the other day, you know, because sometimes these birthdays things, because we've been so busy, they kind of sneak up on us. And so when you said that the other day, uh, the other night, I'm yesterday. I'm 31 years in the Lord, and I said 31 plus, plus 13 is four. I'm 44 years in the Lord. It doesn't seem. It just seems like. Well, I feel like a baby Christian a lot of times, but you know what I mean when I say it. Just feels like I just got saved. You know, I remember um, going to a church with two sisters-in-law. One was a Catholic. And one was a Methodist. And I went to both of their churches. And we lived in a, a mainly Mormon town. You know, so the people across the street were Mormons. And I thought, because I, I didn't know anything. Just, there is a God. You know, I don't know his name or anything. But you'd be kind of stupid not to know that somebody created all this. And so, let me see. You know, I should do something, right? Because I got kids now, and you, know, you got to set the right, right example. So, um, hmm, the people across the street, you know, they were so nice, seemed so, you know, family oriented. Stuff. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be a Mormon. <laughs> 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 but then you, you know, you check, you check out, and you're just like, no, that's not for me. <laughs> no, we're not going. No, that's not for me. So then I went to the. Yeah, not to bash a Catholic church because we live in a Catholic place, but it was just one of those things where this can't be right, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I went to the Methodist church, and they're talking about being born again. See, those other places weren't talking about being born again. And Jesus was the one who died on the cross, but he didn't stay there. You know, he came down and he, he raised to be with Jesus forever, and he died for all of your sins, past, present, and, and future. I was like, now who wouldn't want that deal? Because <laughs> I'm a hot mess, you know. And so, but that Jesus died on the cross. And, and forever, Ron, you know, when I grew up, the little Nazarene church bus would come and pick my brother and I up every summer for one week of vacation Bible school. And I heard the song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, for the Bible tells me so. Well, at the other, the first church, the Mormon church, and the Catholic Church, they weren't really reading the Bible. But at that Methodist Church, they were. And so it was kind of those little things like, this is the real deal, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. The Bible? I heard that before. Every every summer at the little Nazarene Church, they said, Jesus loves you. And if you really, really want to know it, you should read this word. Because on every page, you could kind of find where Jesus loves you. And so it just, it just, I'm going to go down there and, and whatever that means, Jesus loves me, I'm going to love him back. But I didn't understand what that meant. But that's when I became a Christian. That was 
February 25th, 1978. And so, you know, not knowing much, not having any, uh, no offense, uh, director in my home. I didn't have a Pastor Ron then. And um, the guy that I was married to, Ron, <laughs> pre-Pastor Ron, uh, was not on board with all of this. I'm a Christian person, you know. And uh, so I started going to Bible studies with them. And see, this is the problem, because they didn't know much either, you know, not bashing the Methodist church or anything. But I, I went to their church for a little while, and then I had to find another one when you were forbidding me to go to church when you were home. So I found this other little community church. What was it called? Remember, what's the name of that on that corner? Uh, oh, man. It wasn't a little church. It was a big church. It was pretty big, and yeah. they, it grew. But it, it was a church, and the pastor said, and I can't even remember his name now, but he said, this is a church for new believers, and you will outgrow this church. Now, see, I'm not the, uh, you know, some things, when you hear them, they just don't make sense. And so I stayed there for a while, but I was thinking, if we're a new believer church, we should all be growing up together. We shouldn't all stay new believers. We're supposed to get education and go to second grade, you know, kind of a thing. But it was like a foundation. It was like a foundation, steady church. So he was just raising up people. You're going to get to a certain level, and then you're going to say deuces to this church and move on to one a little more mature. And so even though that didn't make sense, because I'm thinking kind of a church is a family. You don't just, well, I guess it was kind of like, Okay, you're 18. Time for you to pack your luggage and go on, <laughs> go on to the next location. But I, it didn't make sense to me. But anyway, but that was true. And so this one time, when that's the church you went to, and oh my goodness, that yeah, I, yeah pastors aren't supposed to say you're 18 now. Pack your luggage and go. Yeah, that's what parents are supposed to do. Yeah, not, not what not churches church. are supposed to do. I'm thinking this does not make any sense to me at all. But okay, and, and he didn't lie. You know, after a while, I was like, okay, I've heard that one already. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting that one. And it was, and then they gave me that. That's the church where they gave you that. Okay, now you need to take these profile tests mm-hmm. to see what your spiritual yeah, gifts that, are. Yeah, now, now we can look back and we know it was like a seeker church. And yeah. all they wanted was new people coming all the time. Yeah. And, um, and see, I didn't have you to come home to and, and throw these things saying, is this right? This can't be right, right? But you weren't. So I, I, I wasted some time, Pastor Ron. It's all your fault. But um, no, I, it was the, the Holy Spirit saying. I, okay. I think, think Paula, the, the most amazing thing in our time together, um, we had no idea. Even even back in California, once we found Calvary Chapel and I was going to the Bible college there, we had no idea about this concept of family in a church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, it seemed like that's the way it ought to be, mm-hmm. but but we we didn't find any examples. I think for me, the the, the most staggering thing, um, and, and I mean this in the the best of ways, um, was that that you know God sets the lonely in families, yeah. and we left our family in California. Um, it's where we were raised. Mm-hmm. It's what we knew. Mm-hmm. We left all those people. And we showed up in San Antonio, and God has spent the last 26 and a half years um, um, surrounding us with family. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's almost impossible to explain. Mm-hmm. And it's what, what I think a lot of Christians are missing out on when their participation in church is just to go on Sundays or, or uh, just to sort of go in and hear a message, listen to the worship, and then, and then leave, and they're kind of on their own. Mm-hmm. I think they miss the idea of families when you go all the way back to the beginning of the church in the first century, um, when um, people were, were disowned by their family members, when they were cut off from being able to earn a living, um, when they couldn't buy or sell because that would be done in the outer courts of the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had no one to depend on. And that's when this whole picture of family began. And um, it, it's, it's um, 
difficult. I mean, we can't explain it to people. It's just what happened. Mm-hmm. And the family that God has surrounded us with, um, we are the most blessed of all people. I mean, it's it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been Mama Paula. Um, you know, we got people near your age call you Mama Paula. <laughs> Some of them say, Mama Paula, you know, I really shouldn't call you that, but... Okay, but everybody else does, so they do anyway, yeah. It's but, fine. but it's it's just, and, and you know, that's what was always intended. You know, the church fathers, you know, we, we kind of hold up the church fathers as those who are the, the guardians of doctrine and mm-hmm. the development of the church. No, the church fathers are those who love the people with the heart of God the Father. Mm-hmm. And then uh, um, um, Jesus said, I've come to gather you as a mother hen gathers her, her chicks. chicks. And so we, we we give the people the love of a mom and a dad because we love them, we care for them, and um, we never realized, we never realized that that would be a part of this calling. Mm-hmm. And it is, I think, apart from just knowing Jesus, the very best part yeah. of this calling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, that though I kind of talked about the New Believer Church as being kind of a raise them up and get them out. They were still kind of like a a mom and dad because when I needed a helping hand one time, they were there, you know? And so, sorry, I, I kind of put them down a little bit, but they were there and they were, um, though they weren't really a, a family family, um, they knew what to do as far as if somebody had a had a need, they, they knew that they should meet that. But anyway... Yeah, so our birthday year, happy birthday, babe. <laughs> I didn't get to say it to you online. I did say it yesterday um, quite, quite a few times. So happy birthday. Thank you, Jesus, for saving this guy for me. And I'll be 44 in the Lord tomorrow. It just it kind of blows my mind because, you know, you think, like the pictures you have in your in your office here, the invitation where you say, who, me? Mm-hmm. Who, me? Who am I that you are mindful of me, you know, um, and that you want me to be in your family? And like you say, in my reservation, will not be messed up when I get to heaven. Um, and Jesus thinks, thinks, not thought, thinks that you are worth it, I'm worth it. That just blows my mind. And so, um, yeah, as we occupy, because we're grateful, um, our prayer is that many others will see the light of Christ. Many others will see his arms stretched wide open. You know, that's what um, us being in this little strip mall where we're located in the strip mall. I've always seen that as his chest where his heart, of course, beats. And the the two arms in this thing um, are his arms stretched out to not just those in Universal City, but any who find themselves um, in this little strip mall, everybody's welcome to come in here. And, and like you even talk about so often, if someone lady comes to the women's retreat and she doesn't know anyone, what would you say to her? Get there because the arms of Jesus Christ are going to be wide open to you, maybe through me or, and many others. Um, and so his arms are wide open here at 2935 Pat Booker Road and at our women's retreat as well. So help make yourself make yourself over here. It's a it's a really cool place. I think the challenge for everybody, Paula, uh, as they approach and, and and we think that their their born again birthdays are meaningful. We we draw attention to it from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I think the 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 key for all of us in Christ no matter how many years we have with the Lord, the key is to, to keep that passion going mm-hmm. and to be sure that that our hearts remain grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, make, make sure that our faith, when it's tested, survives and mm-hmm. then thrives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to exercise our faith. And um, we, we have the opportunity to show people how big our God really is. And uh, that's really, I think, what... Um, um, we have to be aware of moving forward. Our study last night with Solomon starting his major drift away from the yeah. Lord. You know, we, we've got to be sure it's not enough to start well. 
It's not enough to have the right intentions. We've got to finish well for the glory of God. And the only way you can do that is to be grateful, Mm -hmm. to be in his presence, just Mm -hmm. be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if we can do that, then, Paula, we have um, something that other people will find attractive. And and, uh, the more God keeps bringing people because he can trust us with them, um, the, the, the more people whose lives are changed. We're in now just a little over a minute for this half. It went fast. Yeah, it did. So I think that's why the Lord keeps telling me to rejoice because he did. Even though he said his face as flint, um, he was still rejoicing that he had opportunities right up to the last. I mean, even while he's hanging on the cross, he's he's reaching out to people. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But um, his whole life, he's walking saying, come unto me, all ye who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, I came that you would have life. My name means I came to save you from your sins, you know. Mm. And so. Well, we are at the end of the first half of the program. The phones are open, 340-9585 or toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand on for life, the date, the edition. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to have them. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, 340-9585. Let's go to Lucy on line one. Lucy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, hello, Pastor Ron. Hello, Paula. Hi, my twin. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Happy happy birthday in the Lord. Thank you. (laughs) I was laughing because I am the older sister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, praise God. That's why when when you first came to my house... And at the prayer, the first one of the first prayer breakfasts you came to, and I kind of heard the Lord say, when Lucy talks, you listen. Remember I told uh, you that? Yes, I remember. <laughs> I think it's because he wanted you to correct whatever was wrong coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it at all. Oh, how are you doing, sweetie? <laughs> I'm doing good. I was remembering that I got saved on October 2nd, 1972, in the closet of our church, sitting on a box of Bibles, talking to my Sunday school teacher. And my question to you is, do you remember where you were exactly when you were reborn? Yep. Yelling at Jesus in my driveway, where's the love everybody's talking about? And um, he said, you know, in my heart, I love you, I always have, I always will. And I said, I don't even believe in you. And he said, then who are you talking to? All by myself, just Jesus and me. Because I was crying, not just crying out to Jesus, I was just crying. And I, you know, the people in my life. Lucy, she was probably me. crying because of me, but. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But no, I don't think so. I, I, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a combination of, of a couple of people, but you were right there in the forefront. It's like, man, where's all the love people talk about? I mean, I, I was thinking, how bad must I be? that the one who gave me birth and the one who asked me to marry him just weren't treating me like love should feel. And so where's the love everybody's talking about? Jesus loves me, but that's I when, wasn't feeling it. That's when Jesus comes to the rescue. Dum, 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 yeah. And he was there. Yeah. Lucy, thank you. God bless you. you. You're part of our family. 
and uh, that's that's really important to us. Mm-hmm. Paula, what's next? You know, uh, Ron, since Sunday, you know, I got so many texts, and then even at the leadership meeting on Tuesday, uh, we just were talking about Sunday's message. You know, tests and trials are mandatory, um, but that Jesus wants us to jump. And you told the story about that. And I was there, when, that story, that for maybe the first 15 or 20 minutes of the young man who just wouldn't, young boy who wouldn't jump into the pool to his dad because, you know, he didn't trust his dad to catch him. But um, Jesus says, I'll jump. I've got you. You can trust me. And uh, that that story really gets me because I can jump off of a low diving board, but that high diving board or to really dive like face first kind of thing, it's not happening. Uh, and so, but to jump because Jesus says to, um, you know, we were, we were even uh, praying, you know, because when the trial hits us, we kind of forget that Jesus is trustworthy. And, um, you know, um, I had to ask the Lord, while you're teaching, you know, you, these things come to your mind. And you have to ask the Lord, please forgive me when I forget how faithful how trustworthy you are when the trial hits my life. Fear is a big old tough ogre. Mm-hmm. And when when fear pounces, um, we stop thinking. Yeah. And I think the key is, by virtue of the power of the Holy Spirit, to remember how good God is, how mm-hmm. faithful God is. Mm-hmm. And as ogreish as fear is, God is, is infinitely greater than that. And all we have to do is remember. Yeah. When, that, that, when that father, the next morning, when I finally, I, I watched this, for those of you in the radio, I watched this uh, scene play out for two hours, literally two hours. It's like a TV show you can't turn away from. <laughs> and and finally I had to go because we had an appointment. And, and uh, uh, I ran into the father the next day and I, I explained to him, I saw in the restaurant the morning having breakfast. And I said, you know, I, I watched for two hours. He, he wanted to jump. You could tell he wanted to jump. Uh, you were in the water saying, I will catch you. I will catch you. And and um, uh, I said, I, I had to go. Did he ever jump? And he looked at me so sadly and he said, no, I'm sorry to say that he did not trust his father enough to jump. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of us are yeah. the moment a trial hits us. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us are like that even when it's not... Well, it's a trial. I mean, wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. That's a trial sometimes, you know. Um, and the Lord says, but if you do it, you're trusting me. Don't take matters into your own hands. Trust me. I'm working a work here. Trust me. So even in that, I mean, it's not just a trial of, you know, you're sick or somebody in your family sick or um, what any it's, it can be those little what well, well small things compared to to that but um, yeah no whatever God asks us to do that our flesh wants to rebel against is a trial it's a definite trial um, go over and and you know you've been saying for years that person that gets on your last nerve befriend them that's a trial. <laughs> No, that's not a trial. That's a test. That's a test. Okay. Storms, they come. Mm -hmm. Some of them are satanically, like this one in the Sea of Galilee was, are satanically inspired. Mm -hmm. Um, Tests, God uses all kinds of tests to to, to show us um, really what level our faith is or isn't. And then there are trials. And trials are usually um, in, in... Closed in flesh and blood, and they're usually irritating people. And the people that you see them across the room, you turn the other way and hope that they didn't see you. <laughs> but those are the ones that Jesus said, "Well, when you were that person, I came after you." Yeah. You know, we're, we're celebrating our birthdays in the Lord this week, and we always use the, the phrase, "I found Jesus," mm-hmm. and and Jesus was never lost. He was never lost. He found us, mm-hmm. and he wants us to go find some other irritating people. I was pretty irritating. I'm sure the Lord had those forehead slapping days with me, you know, mm-hmm. when when he would just think, oh, 
Yeah. How much lower? And, of course, he's asking a question he knows the answers to. Mm-hmm. But uh, those trials are important. And we've got to learn that God is good in those tests and trials. And and often when we begin to start praying for somebody who drives us crazy, mm-hmm. um, God changes our heart. And a lot of times the power of the Holy Spirit will, will turn those people into people that are so dependable and so faithful. And, you know, Storms, trials, and tests, they're, they're in every one of our lives, and we need to learn to embrace them, not enjoy them, mm-hmm. but we need to learn to embrace well, I'm so them. I'm so glad when you say that, just embrace them. You said that when you got to verse 39 in Mark 4, it, you know, starting out that day when the evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Um, leaving the crowd behind, they took him. You were so cute. You stopped it just as he was. Like I don't know what that means. <laughs> he didn't go back and... Get his sandwich. Yeah, only, only Mark puts it like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's Just like, as he was. It's like, okay, let's go. He said, let me go get a coat. There's going to be a storm. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't. That's he, right. He knew there was going to be a storm. Yeah. But but he didn't. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He just, just as he was. Just as he was in the boat. And there, uh, but a furious squall came up and you asked the question to us. Why would Jesus allow? Because he knew. Why would Jesus allow this furious squall to come up? And the answer was, it's in those furious squalls that we as Christians hold tighter to Jesus than ever before. It's in those times like, you know, Jesus, you know what's going on, right? <laughs> I think I think in part, Paula, that's um, um, because there's so little real Bible teaching that's going on. Um, we have uh, developed a theology that says, well, if you follow Jesus, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It's like a country western song in reverse. You're going to get your truck back. You're going to get your dog back. You're going to get your girl back. You're going to, but but, but God never promises that. The idea that, well, now I'm a Christian, so God should take care of me. And now that I'm a Christian, things should go well for me or things should be easier for me. And uh, what I said in the study was, I don't know. I know why we got that. We like to think of that. But I don't know where we got that kind of theology, certainly not from our Bibles, because you can't find a Bible hero that didn't have difficulties. They had their own storms yeah. and trials and tests. Yeah, especially Paul. What is that in? Second Corinthians 12. 12, yeah. I mean, his list is so long. It, you know, you don't even want to, I don't even want to be that spiritual. But you do. Yeah, what? Yeah. The Lord says, it's granted unto us to suffer as a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. As a gift. To, to, to share in the fellowship mm-hmm. of Jesus' sufferings is um, a highlight of Paul's life, our lives, uh, because it's in those sufferings where we realize more about his love for us, but we also realize more about his care for us. Yeah. And in those storms that he never promised us we wouldn't have, uh, he doesn't deliver us from them, but he delivers us through them. Yeah. You know, when, when uh, another time when the disciples were in a boat, Jesus came walking out in the water to them in the middle of a storm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus delivered them from that storm. Mm-hmm. As soon as he got in the boat, they were immediately back where they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But, but, but most of the time, storms, he just delivers us through the storm. And at the end of the storm, we know more about him. We know more about our real faith, our genuine faith. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, if we've persevered through the storm, um, we've learned that he's more trustworthy than we ever dreamed he could be. Yeah. And the other thing I said that people hate, oh, they just hate <laughs> it when I say this. Every trial is just oh, sort yeah. of preparation for the I next know. one. I'm with you, Ron. I'm with the congregation yeah. when you say that. Yeah. No, I don't want a bigger trial than this one. When I get through this one, let's, let Jesus, you should come on back now. <laughs> you know, I got an A on this one. With your help, of course, with well, actually, with you doing it, um, but now it, it's time for you to come back because this was this was about right my level. <laughs> but see, you you just said something. You, I got an A on that trial. Has there ever been a trial you got an A on? Uh, well, no. See, that's the thing. That's true. Because you we just think, make it through. We think it depends on us, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. The mm-hmm. only thing we need to do in the middle of a storm is hold on to Jesus yeah. and not let go. Jacob, I will not yeah. let go yeah. until you bless me. <laughs> that's what we all ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to really get an A. And we think, well, that I didn't do anything. Well, when you realize that you didn't do anything and you can't do anything, that's when you're starting to grow. 
because Jesus is the one who delivers you through those trials, and he's the one that shows himself powerful on your behalf. Amen. Well, see, 44 years in the Lord. (laughs) It's one of those things where I'm still learning. So that was such a, a... a wonderful study. We're not done with it, but we have a question here. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is from Ron from Converse, just called into the studio. Uh, Pastor Ron and Paula, please pray for guidance and wisdom and protection for my 25-year-old daughter who will be visiting Los Angeles soon um, for her birthday. I'm a bit worried for her and would just appreciate a prayer for her and her upcoming trip. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can do that. Paula, won't mm-hmm. you pray for her? Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, we come before you on behalf of Ron for his daughter, Lord. You know about this trip. You know who she's going to meet, why she's going, all of those things, Father. And you you have your eyes on her because you're everywhere. Your love is right there for her. He doesn't indicate if she's a believer or not. He's just afraid for her. So, Lord, I pray that you would go before her, you stand beside her, if she's not a believer, whisper in her even louder than ever before and um, turn her to you, Lord. Give Dad uh, a peace of heart and mind that you love his daughter way more than he ever could or would. And um, you will never sleep, never slumber. And you will watch her like a hawk. And I pray, Lord, if, if there's any danger, that she would call out to you. She would see that your shield of protection is all around her. Give her trouble mercies and bring her safely back in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ron. We would appreciate a, a, a follow-up. Just let us know how things went. And by the way, I don't know where in Los Angeles she's going, but I'm like an expert in all the great food places <laughs> in around <laughs> Southern California. So if she wants some really great places to go eat, just give me a buzzer mm-hmm. or email to questions at calvarysa.com mm-hmm. and she'll really enjoy her trip. Mm-hmm. It's all about the food, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about the food, like Felipe's. <laughs> um, you, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't eat there anymore, babe. Not I'll eat enough food. for both of us. I know. I wish I was you sometimes. Uh, I sent somebody, Paula, to the crab cooker. Oh, this week. I could eat there. They're going to Orange County. They say, yeah. oh, you got to go to the crab cooker. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's just some wonderful, wonderful yeah, places out yeah. there. And yeah. You know, that's, that's our old home. I know. Texas is our new home. Texas is my home. On the way to our final home. That's right. Come, heaven. Lord Jesus, rapture today. <laughs> I know I have a whole bunch of amens out there right there. Um, but, yeah, this, this Sunday study, and I'm not letting it go, Pastor Ron. It was so good. I'm feeling a little self-conscious, so. <laughs> oh, well, you didn't write it, so it's okay. Sorry, I don't mean to embarrass you or anything. Um, but to remember the promises that he is with me, or who, you know, as long as we're with him, he's with us, and it's a promise. And we are to live by faith, not by sight or our feelings. Ooh, and see, that's the thing. When the storms come, it um, it makes us feel like Jesus isn't there because we have that mindset of, well, Why are what, you letting this happen to me? That's, that's what they said to him. Don't you care if we drown? Yeah, yeah. Jesus could have looked at him and said, didn't I call you? <laughs> didn't I just come to you and say, follow me? Uh-huh. And didn't I say we're going to get to the other side? Yeah. How are you going to die before we get to the other side? But, you know, if he was a regular kind of person, I'm going to give you something to be fearful. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not like us. So anyway, uh, but... The, not not by sight, not by feelings. That's what I'd rather see. I'd rather see, you know. So I yeah, could. because it doesn't require any trust. Yeah, I know. you know, you're not afraid if you know where you're going. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I this is kind of a weird example, but I always think about people on death row. They know where they're going, mm. but so much time passes, and they're able to sort of adjust to the idea over a long period of years. Mm-hmm. And and I've seen interviews, oh, no, I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, then you're a dummy. Yeah. You know, you need yeah. to be afraid, very yeah. afraid. Mm-hmm. But but it's the thing that we're not expecting or the thing where we don't have a way out. Uh, we got to remember that, that the Bible promises he'll always provide a way out yeah. for these tests and trials and storms. Yeah. Hang it in. You know, stay in the boat. He kept saying that, just stay in the boat with Jesus, holding on to him. You can hold on to the mast, you know, the boat, hanging on to the sides, but 
hanging on to Jesus, but <laughs> I would have been. And you said this, you said, you know, he was down in the hole, you know, sleeping, chilling. Yeah. And if you're in a storm with Jesus, like he was in a storm, why don't you just lay down and be still? Peace, be still. Mm-hmm. Be you, peace, be peaceful. That's what I said. They be didn't need, they didn't need to wake him up. Yeah. All they had to do was go down there, see where he was, and say, scoot over, I'm going to lay with you. Yeah, yeah. And they would have been safe. Yeah. So, anyway, I, it's it, it was just such a good study. And you know me, I, I, I like coming to church to get convicted, but then also to be taught. And I want to I wanna be changed. I want to learn. And so it was really a very, very encouraging study. Um, and rejoice. Paula, he told me to rejoice. And then this is the one that got us was verse 40 when you asked, when he asked, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? You know, and then you went on to give us those examples of why we're so fearful and stuff. Um, but the the Lord is asking, why didn't you trust me? Yeah. And I have a circled you trust me because, you know, for several years now he's been saying, Paula, you can't trust me. And so when I heard that phrase, why didn't you trust me? Mm, that was like, okay, Lord. Yeah. You know, Paula, we, we in, in the church, we, we've had... Um, experience with this um, in these last couple of years. Um, you know, the church freaked out over COVID. Christians, I'm talking about individual Christians, not just the church generally, but individual Christians. And we let fear keep us from going to church. Um, you know, we, 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 we let our feelings lead rather than letting Jesus lead. And I just wonder how many people during the time of COVID um, what they missed out on. What, what would the Lord have spoken to their hearts? What kind of peace would he have given them instead of them hiding at home? Um, what kind of peace would he have given them? Uh, what kind of work did he have? What kind of rewards would they have earned in, in heaven? Uh, and, you know, the truth is we, we just, we just, churches locked doors. We still have churches that are closed. Other churches that have never recovered. Um, um, and, and all because we reacted to fear. Uh, many Christians, and this I think is even worse, many Christians um, during the last political season, during the presidential elections, um, the, the, the answer to the question, do you still have no faith? After, after all this time you've been with me, and after the things you've seen, you have no faith? The answer is no, but my candidate lost, and I'm afraid the world is going to fall apart. And and Jesus just, the, the question that he asks us all when we fail our tests and trials and storms is, do you have no faith after all you've seen me done? And then do. Okay. That's why we need to remember that um, um, staying in touch with, remembering what Jesus has done for us, remembering the trials and the storms and the tests that he's delivered us through, those are the things that we truly need to remember. Um, and we remember them for the next one yeah. that's coming. Yeah. So, well, we're now in about four minutes left is all, Paul. This time has gone really, really fast. Mm-hmm. What do you want to deal with? Just be with Jesus. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Just be with Jesus. That's what, you know, that's a, you say something long enough, you'll remember it. And uh, just be with Jesus. And I was telling you yesterday, I'm thinking about getting me a tattoo, Pastor Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I J- told you I'd pay for it. Yeah. A JBWJ, but it had to be really little because <laughs> I don't think I can take it. And I saw a sign down the road, and it says on the building, "Yes, tattoos hurt." I was like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> it says that on their billboard. I saw an MMA fighter with like angel's wings all across his back. Oh, I'm thinking a JBWJ that big on your back. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Not gonna happen. But I would, you know, I'm really, I would really love to do that. But it's not gonna happen. It's just, I'm just talking. Just be with Jesus, people. But you don't have to have it in yeah. a tattoo. You're just talking. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But the, the fact that Jesus waited for me, February 25th, 1978. Watching, you know, before the foundation of the world, he knew that 
you were going to be saved and I was going to be saved. Can you imagine? Because you said over here, we're safe in the storm with the Lord. Don't bail on him taking matters into your own hands. I tried to kill you. <laughs> um, but Jesus kept saying, just give me one more day. Give me one more day. Stay in the boat, Paula. Give me one more day. Give me one I'm doing a work. And now to see what he's done and continues to do, um, that our own son has been listening to his dad and saying stuff like, you know what I realized? I need to lead my family to the Lord. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to embarrass you, but yeah. I, that was he. That was a it's, text it's, I got. It's been a pretty cool month in that way. Ronnie, let you know, not me, mm-hmm. but, but let you know that, that he's listening to me with comments like that. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not listening to that other pastor that yeah. was only telling him what he wanted to hear, mm-hmm. you know. When your own son stops listening to you or watching you online, and, oh, I found a better pastor. <laughs> so, but, you know, God is faithful. Paula, we are, we're in one minute. Yeah. So I want to tell all my people, because you out there are my people, that I won't be here next Thursday because I'll be at the women's retreat. It's next Thursday. I don't think we're going to have a show at all. Yeah, it will, it will be a rebroadcast next Thursday mm-hmm. uh, of a date day program. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, I'm going to be doing a live broadcast from uh, Houston, the, the Calvary Chapel Association Pastors Conference that we're going to up there. Okay. So those of you who call me or text me and say, is Pastor Ron okay? Why is it a rebroadcast? We're both going to be out of town next Thursday. So a rebroadcast. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 And Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.